0: Hi, Spring fans. Welcome to a beautiful podcast. I'm your host, Spring Developer Advocate Josh Long, and this show is all about the real heroes behind Spring and its ecosystem. I'm in beautiful Taipei, having an amazing time here with my family, talking to amazing users of the Spring project in, in the ecosystem, and just generally having a grand old time. This place is amazing. I've been meeting a ton of people and talking to them about how they're using Spring. And uh, yeah, as you can expect from such an amazing place, the results have been incredible to listen and learn about. I talked to a few a few large ISVs here and they're doing Spring Boot 3.1, which just came out like a few weeks ago with GraalVM in prod for some of their users. What a win. People are doing inspiring things here. Between the amazing food and the meetings, I've also been working on updating some of my software systems to use the new Spring Authorization Server. For some of the, those of you who haven't tried it yet, you absolutely must. I've waited so long for this thing to come to fruition, and now that it's here, uh, it's better than I could have expected. You want to have your own like, login with Facebook or login with Google experience but for your own organization and using your own IDP? your own identity provider, then check out the Spring Authorization server. Steve Reisenberg and I did a video a few weeks ago on my channel over at youtube.com forward slash software wherein we looked at all this stuff, all the moving components and how to deploy it uh, and use it. Uh, But we did it uh, in the context of a a local host uh, installation. I've been working since then on getting this thing sort of production hardened and deployed. And, of course, it's working and it works just fine out of the box, but there are some knobs and levers that you can manipulate to get some more sophisticated behavior, things like persistent with a JDBC database and so on. Um, and uh, I've been working on that for the last several weeks. There are some nuances, not related so much to the authorization server, but uh, its deployment in a Kubernetes environment that have sent me kind of down a rabbit hole. This uh, this has been an interesting experience. Uh, I took a little side, to, side, uh, side quest to go explore the Tanzu application platform and learn about the latest and greatest and see how it could re- remove a lot of the complexity associated with using um, Kubernetes. But even after that, I faced some lingering issues related to HTTP uh, SSL termination and load balancers and ingress and whatnot. I'll be doing content around these nuances soon enough, so stay tuned. It's all up and running, and I'm looking forward to now spreading that integration into uh, various other projects and workloads that I've got. Now, friends, we've got an exciting episode this week, so let's dive right into it. We're going to talk to Santosh Yadav, who is a fellow developer Uh, expert a fellow google developer expert like me i'm a gde for kotlin and he for angular and javascript and stuff i have coincidentally sort of followed his work online for years and when i realized that he and i would be in the same city athens greece albeit for completely unrelated reasons i reached out to him and we scheduled the live stream it was dope this guy has forgotten more about building amazing front-end apps than i'll ever know and you can see it reflected in the interview which we had and which i hope you enjoy Uh, could be worse. We're, we did it. Uh, wait, are you all in? Are we in scene? Okay, good. We're live. We did it. We got a few people here. Um, so, hi everybody. We thanks for joining us in such impromptu uh, uh, short notice. We we haven't even. Can people hear us? That's the question. Let me let me make sure they can hear us. Um, audio in the background is going to be. Where's my crisp? I just realized people may not be able to hear. Crisp. Okay, wait for it. There it is. There you go. Go away. Okay. Can you all hear me now? Yeah, that's good. Have you have you heard of Crisp? I'm using it already. It's it's so good. I mean, it, it's so it, good. Yeah, uh, I
1: know because it helps. It helped me a lot uh, when I was in India. I yeah. recorded my entire course. I could record it right. because of Chris. Yeah, you, every room is a sound room. Yeah, right? exactly. Like, you you turn on your fan. You have a lot of noise. Right. And then, it, it and of course you always have someone like shouting around oh, your house.
0: Not nose. to <laughs> road noise. I live in a city. I live in San Francisco. Uh, There's always uh, traffic out my window. You know, I live bad. on the 12th floor. Oh my God! And I can still hear a beep and you know people trying to get on the highway yeah, and just anyway. Uh, yeah, we're good. I'm um, so I'm joined today by uh, my new friend Santosh Yadav. Hey, everyone. I'm sorry if I butchered your last name. Uh, I don't know. It was perfect. Or your first name? It was perfect. The first Absolutely. one I was I had a little practice with, but the last one, you know, hey, I don't good. know that I've ever said it out loud. We've been talking for uh, you know about a month now, yeah. uh, on and off, and I'm just so happy that we got to finally uh, be in the same space and place. Uh, uh, just pure coincidence, by the by. What do you yeah. d- like? What do you? Uh, can you tell us? Are you? Uh, I'm in Athens, Greece um hello from bangladesh hello yeah uh, that's so cool small world hello uh yo i that's another name i might have butchered see uh, i don't know uh we have such nice people hello kunal. Hey, kunal good to see you uh yeah like good stuff so so i don't i don't know um hi <laughs> look at that so many people yeah yeah Hello, Akash. Good to see you. So, okay, I'm in uh, I'm in Athens for uh, DevOps Greece, yeah. which is fabulous. It's it ended today. Today is the last day, which is a bummer. And you're here for some other reason, or just so, Vacation or what? Uh one of my friends
1: actually uh, invited me for Angular Athens. Oh, they, nice. They had a meetup, <gasps> and one of the speakers for DevOps uh, actually Minko. Yeah. Who was also speaking at the same meetup. So Minko. Yeah. Minko Gatchev. He's from San Francisco. Where yeah, is he? I know. Uh, he? He was in Bulgaria. Uh, yeah, I know. He actually he's from Bulgaria. But so he was in San Francisco. It, but is, he was here on, I think he had his talk on Thursday. And he, did he leave? I think he, sh- he might have left
0: already. He's a friend. I've actually hung out with him in SF. <laughs> Does he still live in it? He's probably still in it. I haven't talked to him in, in person since yeah. before the pandemic. Uh, um, he's still, I think he left. He, he might have already left. I mean, but did he leave San Francisco? No, no, no. Oh, yeah, he, he, he still... might have left. Like, he went back
1: to San Francisco probably. No, that's or so he, sad. He was probably uh, traveling to some other conference, but I'm not sure.
0: Oh, that's that's so like, uh, yeah, I, I, I yeah, yeah. That's okay. Well, anyway, yeah,
1: um. Oh so, yeah, so he invited me. So then I thought of like having a vacation because I was I was feeling a little bit burned out. Oh yeah, it happened. Ah, so, so I thought let's let's why not to have a like good vacation.
0: Right. I was and able to get uh, And then here I am like dragging you back to work <laughs> on a weekend. Oh, it's absolutely fine. I'm I'm relaxed now. I'm, I'm I have recovered. <laughs> it's hard to be stressed out in Athens, right? It's uh, of course. Look at this weather. I mean people can't see it because we're not showing yeah. them, but it's uh, very nice weather today. What is uh? Hi, Vinit. What is Bao? How how means brothers brother. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, uh That's very. Oh wait, I took it way too fast. What <laughs> do you do this? Do you highlight the nice nice things that people say? But and then my problem is I don't know how to, how long to leave it there, because I'm scared if I uh. We're, we're using Streamyard. It lets yeah. you focus people's yeah, attention. uh For people who are listening, on this is going to be turned into a podcast, by the way. Yeah. Oh, nice. You know. Nice. So, um, yeah. So anyway, we uh, somebody said B H A U, which means. Yeah. Oh. Brother. It's it's uh, so I'm from Mumbai. Okay. So
1: in Mumbai, uh, we have a language called Marathi. Maraki, wow. Marathi. Wow. So I mean, of course, I have I know a little bit. I mean, I don't speak Marathi, right. but I understand. My wife speaks very really, really well.
0: Oh, I'm jealous. <laughs> I'm so jealous. I can only there speak are so them. many languages. <laughs> I know. I love it, uh, and so many delicious foods that are not the same in places. You know. Uh, uh, yeah, that's, that's true. Every time I go to India, I bring my stretchy <laughs> pants because I'll, I'll get I get so much fatter and happier. You know. I love India. Um, okay, so I'm joined I'm you're joining me today. Um you and I don't have all that much in common save for the fact that we're both uh uh Google developer experts, right? And I don't know what that means, but but so far so good, right? And it's a GDE. You might have seen a lot of people with that GDE in their title, yeah. and uh I, I I think it just means that they like us talking about their stuff. Yeah. I, That's what the- yeah, like. You work on, you, you're a GDE for Angular, yep. which is not the same as uh, Kotlin. I'm a yeah. GDE for Kotlin. Yeah. Kotlin's not even Google. Ah, like it's it, not it, even their, it's not their technology. It's a thing that, uh, uh, it's just an open source effort by JetBrains and others, uh-huh. and Google's a major contributor to it, right? Yeah. But, it just, you know, it's just wonderful that they have yeah. this this community support, mm-hmm. you know. Um, come to Pune,
1: Maharshan. Oh, yeah. I lived in Pune for six years before coming
0: here. Oh, you made a mistake. Ah. You should have stayed where the good food is. Yeah. You're, now you're in
1: Germany? Now I'm in Germany. Oh. I mean, it's okay.
0: My wife cooks
1: uh, really nice. Okay, I was going to say, yeah, you can eat at home.
0: <laughs> but that's, uh, yeah. like, Germany has many amazing, amazing things. Food's not food is it's not, not, the, not the top <laughs> thing I would recommend about Germany, no. And, and And I come from America. Like, we don't have local uh, like there's no such thing as really good american food right all we can do is take other people uh and their food uh, and 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 add more fried sugar to it yeah. and, and it becomes delicious even more delicious um uh, yes thanks vinit yeah the comment says thanks josh for visiting india recently in bangalore hope you had fun saw your biryani uh <laughs> hope you can travel our entire i would love to travel the entire country uh i have not I've only visited a few cities. I went to, uh, not this year, I didn't. I only was in Bangalore this year, but I've been to um, Bangalore, Goa, Mysore, New Delhi, Bombay, um, Hyderabad. Uh, I guess, I mean, I'm, maybe there's one or two more, but basically not. A, oh, Pune, I've been to Pune, that was ah. years ago, I was there once uh, in 2010 or 11. So, yeah, I, I, I just, I don't, I've seen nothing, you know, I just just, mm-hmm. The smallest, uh, smallest fraction. You still have visited more cities than me? Being no, in no, no, that's yeah, not true. You. But you must have, no. And plus I, I was only there for uh, a, a few, days. few days at a time, right? I like, uh, you definitely, I wish I could have visited more. Uh, actually, I spent three months in 2012 in India. Oh, Thanks. Three months, not, not in one vo- visit, but like but, over yeah. the year. It was just such a, I love India, man. Every time I go, I, I'm happier. Uh, and, and now I'm hungry. <laughs> I'm in Greece, we have good food here too. yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Okay, so anyway, so anyway, you're a uh, angular GDE um, uh, and I people who know me on this on the stream know I'm not really all that great at the the front end stuff. you know I'm very happy to concede that uh, oh, you're from Mysore, but living in Bangalore.. <gasps> Ah, I love both of those places. I have mm-hmm. the silk from Mysore. I have the, I have a big, goofy, wonderful shirt that my girlfriend hates, but I love It's sure. a from Mysore. It's made of that nice silk. It's not like silk. What is it? It's like, a, I think it's silk, right? It's this I think very it's nice, nice Mysore, fabric. Mysore is known for silk. Yeah, yeah, silk, Good. right? So that's, I have a, yeah, I, I, that was a lot of fun. And the fountains and the, yeah, just amazing. Um, uh, okay, so anyway, I'm reading comments for people who are listening on the podcast, by the way. So, okay, so uh, I'm not really much of a front-end human being. I'm not smart enough to do it. I I've just... I've, uh, I've tried and uh, I, I think I, I got easier with TypeScript. Oh, yeah. TypeScript makes me feel a little bit more confident that the thing I'm gonna get is a, be- yeah. a well-defined uh, predictable behavior. I did love, I loved Angular 1. That's the one I used a lot of. I never bothered with React. I think I've, maybe I've done 10 lines or whatever. I, I'm, I even took a course, but I felt like I was gonna get into a lot of trouble <laughs> with it and I just I just wanted yeah, I something know. like Angular, right? Uh-huh. I like Angular a lot and uh, I like Angular and then I tried uh, Vue, yeah. you know, and it's fine. I like Vue a lot. I like Angular. I like the Angular 1 and 2 even. I tried 2. Um, they're both nice, really nice technologies, yeah. mm-hmm. but I haven't kept up because it's just not my forte and mm-hmm. I showed you my website, uh, joshlong.com. It is, it is
1: good. I mean, if, if you want to actually take a reference, <gasps> please, the Josh website.
0: Uh, you can comment on Twitch finally. Why can't people can, comment on Twitch? But it, you can from a long time. I mean, probably his account. Oh, yeah. oh that's good. Welcome, oh. hi. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, so, so anyway, um, so okay, so we're here, here. I guess I wanted to talk to you, somebody who knows about this space, uh, about all the new stuff because I just haven't been paying a lot of attention. Uh, and 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 I liked Angular and uh, I liked Angular too, but you just told me something that blew my mind. Yeah. Uh, a couple things. First of all, before we even got in the stream, you taught me something that I did not know because, again, uh, I'm not so smart, which is that the what I would call the at sign is actually called the at the at rate the, at the symbol yeah, symbol in, in yeah. India. And I, I imagine it must be called that elsewhere, maybe it's even called that in the States. I don't know. Uh, I just never yeah. heard it before. So, if if you've heard that before. I
1: think many Indians uh, in India we actually learned it in school. Yeah, that it's a
0: at the rate sign. So, yeah. Well, you said it so fast at at, at, at the, the rate. rate. Yeah, at the rate. But it's at the, the rate. rate. Yeah, and I, so what do they? I guess it's at the rate of something, right? The like the speed is traveling at fifty miles an hour or something, or at the rate of speed fifty miles an hour. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> you just know it's at the rate. Oh wait! After you follow. You have to wait one month or before, before you get to comment is that true is there a twitch setting okay i will look into that immediately uh set reminder to look into twitch settings for follow in one hour okay
1: okay i added it
0: thank you so so at the rate, okay, that's the first thing. The next thing is you just told me another thing that blew my mind, which is that Angular is now at already version 16. Yep. So are they releasing new versions every week or like what's uh, going no. on? No, so Angular has a major release every six months. So it's- oh, okay. It's, that's like spring boot. Well, not
1: major, but we have a new release every six months. Yeah, so uh, like, so it's on the docs, docs pages as well. So right. they mentioned that when there will be next release. I mean, dates can- like change. Yeah. But mostly they have like six months release cycle and then they will mention okay this on this date it got released and then there is a because it uh, with release there is a cycle right I mean uh after 18 months it becomes a stable long term support version. So oh, I see they they will not probably they have stopped supporting Angular 13 now. Okay. Oh okay so but but 16 is okay 16 is the latest release. So now probably they are supporting
0: Angular 14. So if you have Wait, any bug fixes you're saying that every release 18 months hence becomes a stable release. Exactly, yeah. Oh, that's different from Java. In the Java world, like Java 21 is coming out later this year, Mm -hmm. every six months. That will be a long-term supported release for the next three years. But Java 22 will not. It's only supported for six months no matter what. You have to wait Mm -hmm. until three years or two years later Uh So the next release. Every six months they release a new one. And the release that comes out in two years, in a few months, that'll be in the long term. Yeah. But not every release in between does not get promoted to long term.
1: Uh, That's amazing. Uh, yeah, for Angular, it's like that because uh, Angular focuses on backward compatibility. Right. Yeah. So if you have a code base like Angular 15, Angular, Angular 13, 14, right. they are still supported. So it's not like, I mean, they, they will die, right? I mean, right. there are still many applications who are on Angular 8. Wow. And but, you can easily migrate. So right. Angular has something called ng-update command. Right. And they have a website called update.angular.io uh-huh. where actually you can select the version from which you want to migrate right. and to where you want to migrate. Generally, we suggest like people migrating from a one major version. For example, right now, if I go to, uh, if we go to a website, update.angular.io, right. you will see a drop down. So don't try to migrate between like 8 to 16, go to right. 8 to 9, right? 9 to 10, 10 to 11. So you have like a better history that, okay, what has changed between two versions? Oh, you can do a git commit each time. Yeah, exactly. And then roll back if you need to. Yeah, exactly. And if it doesn't work, you know, so quickly, right? I mean, what is not working? And is it, so it's pretty straightforward to upgrade between each release? Exactly, yeah. I okay. mean, I, I have been uh, upgrading some of the uh, libraries at our workplace, which is like Angular 11. Right. To 13, and it took me like probably 30 minutes. <laughs> so within 30 minutes, my migration was done, and
0: then well, you're done. Oh, that's nice. Java, you know, Java has a pretty good, backwards compatibility story, but uh, we don't do, that's cool, we don't even do that. That's And like, you don't
1: have to do it manually. That's no. the cool stuff, yeah. right? You have to just say ng-update and that's it. Well, so I wonder how
0: that works. How do they do the transformations on the code base? Ah, so they have something known as schematics. Okay.
1: So, uh, so uh, in general language, you can call it generators. So yeah. they have generators, which uh, the ng-update command will run in, right. on your code base. And it will figure out, okay, if this is something which is like deprecated or this is something which is migrated right. to uh, new APIs, they will do the migration for you. Wow. And that's it. And they also upgrade the versions. So they will also update your package.json where all the versions right. are defined.
0: But how do they How do they update? the? What is the code transformation? Ah, so of course, they are using TypeScript AST. Oh, okay. Okay. So, so they can reify the... Uh... So
1: they built, yeah. so they, they did something amazing. So rather than actually just directly using AST, right. what they did is they, they wrote some APIs. They they, they call it as schematics, right? which you can also do. So let's say if you have a library, which like you are uh, one of the library, which is used by many organization. Right. And you want to make sure that you, your users can also do the same. You can actually write your own schematics, like your wow. own upgrade schematics. That's really cool. And then you, so anyone can run it and then they are migrated
0: to the new version and without changing mm-hmm. any line of code. That's, that's so cool. So they can read the code in, yeah. update the, with the schematics yeah, exactly, and then write it out to the file until yeah, exactly. you get the change code base. Yep. Too easy. Too yeah. easy. See, this is really good because I mean, Angular, Angular took a, a little bit of flack years ago, <laughs> a half a decade ago <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, for 14, 15 Fourteen, fifteen, yeah, two thousand fourteen, and oh yeah, eight years ago, yeah, yeah, from one to two, that was the big one. That's That's like our Java eight, right? Java eight broke a few things. No, sorry, Java nine and versus eight. We had eight, which was a huge release. People loved it. It's the, it is. It's like our Uh Python two, right? Okay. Uh, And then we did Java nine, and then Java nine, they redid everything inside the they redid the packaging of the JVM. Okay. And uh, in theory, a few libraries that people were using or people apis that people were using that they should not have been using became walled <laughs> off right uh, actually it didn't even get walled off originally it was a it was uh it was just errors on the command line when you did yeah, it right yeah um and then yeah there i wish there were, yeah so exactly it was mm-hmm. a it was a problem but once you moved to nine it wasn't that big a deal and if you're using spring boot for example like me uh, if you just upgrade the Spring Boot, it already provide the missing library, so it would just work correctly in Java Java nine. So Java nine to whatever twenty one is mm-hmm. basically without pain, oh, okay. right? And Java one to eight was basically without pain. It's just that one little moment in time, uh, and whatever. Okay. okay, so we got some good comments here. For uh, well, first of all, we're going to talk about this. I don't want to get too too far ahead of the story, mm-hmm. um, but let's talk about version sixteen of Angular yeah. because brand new. It just got released apparently, yeah. right? So New features and and uh, our friend Simon here just says he wants to signal that he loves the required input changes oh, in V16 nice. and the nice compiler improvements. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? What is he talking about? So,
1: in Angular, right? So you have, generally what you do in front end you create components, right? So right. you create smaller components and which can exchange data uh, if required, right? So in case I want to pass down uh, pass the data down to my childrens my child components, right? So I can use uh, something known as input. Right. It's a it's a actually uh, you can say a function. So it's an input function which accepts the input. Right. So earlier there was no way to make it required. So if I have I mean I can I can either like write my own logic saying right. okay, if this is not required, fail it. But it was like too late, right? I mean it, it was at the runtime. I see. But there was nothing like uh, so as you're it, typing it. Yeah, I mean like not, a proper not typing, change of yeah. or something? So let's take it this way, right? So if I don't provide this these inputs from my parent component, right? It will never complain about it.
0: Which what, so the component itself won't complain about it.
1: Yeah. So the parent component is not sending the data back to the child component because it's of course everything is optional. You can choose whether you want to provide this property or you don't want. to. So let's say if you create a div, right? Right. you use a div tag, and there are some properties with div, right? And you can pro you can choose whether you want to provide it or not.
0: But they will uh-huh. never complain. So it was, just, it was just, at worst, it would show up as like console.log or something. Uh,
1: not console.log. Let's say uh, div has something, let's say, with and right? Like, let's take for right. example. Okay. So they're optional by default, right? right. I mean, if you, if I don't provide it, it's okay. It, it will still work. Right. So in Angular, Angular it's it's the same way. If you have properties, uh, if I don't provide it, it will never complain about it. Right. Now it can actually give you a compile time error. When you compile it, that, okay, this property is required and you should pass it. Wow. So that compile became a compile time. Yeah, it became a yeah. compile time error earlier, which was a run. I mean, it, it is something which you can handle at runtime previously. Right. I see.
0: Now so it's not. So, okay. So it's not even about like you'll get a validation error at runtime. Yeah. Uh, it's a compile, compile time. Yeah. Won't even, you can't even start the program. Yeah. I like that, which gets us to another point. You're talking about TypeScript. Yes. This is a compiler. This is a compiler. Right. So oh. Angular has its own compiler. Right. Yeah. Okay. Smart. What is that? So is that what he's talking about there when he talks about uh, um, the compiler improvements? So compiler improvements. Uh, so they are bringing ES build now as part of the
1: compiler. What is ES build? ES build is a build tool. Uh, so it was actually created by Ivan Roo, The Vue.js creator. Yeah. So uh, Angular is bringing down, bringing this. Uh, earlier we used to have Webpack. Right. So the, they are now trying to replace the Webpack with ES build because they had like discussion with. Different build tools they are trying to figure out. I mean, as Angular believes in like as time progresses, I think we should revisit our dependencies as well. Sure. So they the team figured out that now Webpack has become a bottleneck for performance improvements. Really? Okay. And then they decided to move to other tools. So they like, of course, they went to the market and see, okay, this is still this is good, this is good. But
0: which one to use? So Webpack is the general like uh because I mean, you mentioned a compiler, but there's a whole bunch of things. Like, if you want to like minify and yeah, pack archives yeah, right. and all that, all that stuff is handled um, yeah. by uh, uh, by that. Uh, there's a bunch of others though, too, right? Like in the market. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, you have ESPL, you have Vite, you have Turbo
1: Pack. Yeah, you have now RSPack. Pack. So there are some. Uh, so which one is
0: the clear leader today? You know, VEAT. Which one? right now it's Vite. Vite. So, How do you spell it? V i t e. I okay. Yeah. So like fast and then we're in, the, in it, French.
1: it's actually created by the same team. I mean, so it, it was created by Ivan again. Wow. So uh, and they, they are using some of the APIs provided by ES Build. So they play very nicely together. Right. But now wheat has become like one of the dominated tool in the market
0: right now. So okay. everyone is now trying to use Vite. And so if you generate a new, if you do like uh Ng whatever j- create. Yeah, yeah, it'll just automatically set up that build with vite
1: for you. Now? Uh, no, right now, uh, so e- so angular is not using vite. We are using es build, okay. and that's also uh, it's like I think I'm not sure if it's still stable. It's like right. uh, we uh, the angular team is trying to actually figure out. Okay, what are the uh, of course we are trying to move from webpack to es build, right? So okay. angular wants to give a great experience. So in future, you should be able to replace. Your Webpack with ES Build without changing even a single line of code.
0: Wait, so you're moving from Webpack to ES
1: Build, but the thing that everybody's using is vt The others, like uh, now, uh, who uses ES uh, VT? React uses uh, so, React yeah. users also using Wheat. So why not Angular? Uh so that's 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 a complicated thing. So Angular team tried to actually figure out, okay, which is the best tool for us as of now. Right. Because Angular uh, Angular already has its own compiler. So if you see. Angular doesn't like pass the entire code to ESP directly, okay. so they have like on top of uh, that their own compiler called Ang- Angular Compiler, NGC, okay. and NGC does few things before it actually gives the output right. back to the build tool, and it was not fitting into the picture. So the wheat was actually oh. uh, probably in future, maybe I'm not sure. I mean, um, but like it's a good, it's a what you can say, it's a big, big uh, change, right? I right. mean, in case you have your own compiler, if you build some new tool. It becomes the part of the company. Right, Angular so team just wanted to bring something which they can bring and then struggle with it. Right, I see. So that they actually invested some time studying ES build. They figured out, okay, pack, ES build, we can actually bring the bridge the gap. Right, and then we can just give a smooth migration. So people uh, who see are, this is the,
0: that focus on. Uh, Easy migration. I like that. That's amazing. So, I, and sometimes people have to choose a technology that isn't the most popular, but it guarantees the smoothest yeah, ride, yeah, exactly. uh, which is completely respectable. You know, I like that. Very good. Okay. So, so what is the improvement to the compiler then that he mentioned? So, there are a few things, right? I mean,
1: we are building, uh, we are making ES build as part of the compiler. And okay. uh, uh, for build, now uh, for build, they're going to use VEAT. I mean, for local build, so once you, let's say do ng serve, right? right? or angle Npm runs npm start or whatever right? So once it runs on your local machine, there is something which is for some part, they're using wheat. cool. So it earlier, if you like, serve an application angular server do ng serve or npm start right it used to take some time
0: now it on it it's, will be really fast that's what v means yeah fast and fast and yeah <laughs> yeah okay very good so that's cool um let me see what people here are saying uh somebody is asking is there a tool to move to java 16 and or 17 i hope you mean uh all those Jakarta and Javax upgrades there's is open rewrite absolutely we did an episode i had an episode here with my buddy uh, uh um don schneider uh back in i think january so go watch the video go watch this youtube channel dan uh john talks about open rewrite absolutely um uh he's one of the people that works on it he, he's got a company about around that good stuff somebody here a bunch of people chiming in here webpack is ancient technology as compared oh. to the newer frameworks very good got some veet love in the house mm-hmm. veet rocks good uh Ve- <laughs> heart for veet yeah um uh, hello from Athens. <gasps> Somebody's in the same city as us. Hello from Athens. <laughs> Being in DevOps this morning, awesome lecture. Thank you. I'm glad you came and uh, uh, thanks for, I'm glad you got something out of it. Yeah, that's great. Let me see. Veet has saved a lot of my time. It's going to save a lot of my time too, darn it. <laughs> I can't wait, especially since it's got a French name and I feel like I'm part of the joke now. <laughs> I get it. I'm I'm, I'm in. Right, I just want to make one thing
1: clear that yes. of is not an ancient technology. I mean, uh, oh. it, it was something which was needed at that time. I mean, we had few options when Webpack came in. Right. And Webpack had like a strong ecosystem right. of plugins which right. you can play with. And now the problem is, of course, they, they are a little bit slow because most of the tools, if you see, are actually moving on to Rust, right? So they have... On Rust? Yeah. The compi- the language? The language. So they are actually writing their own uh, tool using Rust. So if you see the new... Uh, is, uh, so there is something known as RSPack, which is like... Webpack plus Rust, so they are writing it in uh, Rust, and then there is a turbo pack, which is again I think some uh, Rust
0: or some some other technology. Wait, but okay, so you're saying that, um, wait, so you're saying that y- y- Webpack was written in JavaScript before. Is that the idea? What was it written Webpack in? Webpack is JavaScript of course. But now you're moving to. So now a lot of tools are actually
1: uh, moving to Rust. They are actually they have started writing it in Rust. Oh, for the, the tools that are being uh, used by Webpack, like the compiler and things like this. Uh so no, so Webpack was entirely JavaScript. Okay. Okay. And now the people uh, are actually compiling down J- JavaScript using Rust. So they're writing their own compiler in Rust to compile it into what? Uh, the JavaScript code. So if you see the build tools, what they do, they take your JavaScript code. They right. compile it down, like they created the minified bundle and all those right. things. And they, they, on top of it, you can do a few things. You can resolve the dependency. You can see how to split your code. How to, I mean, there should be, if there is a lazy loading, they should be split it into multiple chunks, right. all those things. So that's that's what the generally build tools do. I see. So they're trying to actually write everything into, I mean, another language is not something which right. means fast. I mean, of course, that might differ but i think java webpack probably is doing a lot of things which is slowing it down and now of course uh ES build is like one of the fastest if i'm not wrong
0: okay that's amazing so I, I i never even thought about that that makes a lot of sense though in the java community obviously we have our uh the java compiler yeah a lot of which is written in c so it makes we don't even normally think about it and obviously it could be faster you know <laughs> goodness uh and rust i'm sure it was you know. someone nice likes- Right, sorry, yeah. yeah, yeah. So obviously, okay, that's great. Uh, good stuff. I can't wait to try it out. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, so new features in Angular. Do you have anything you want to? I mean, yeah. Simon has some things we should talk yeah. about here as well. Um, partial, hydration partial hydration and standalone exactly. components. What else? Let's talk about
1: that and whatever else you yeah. think. So I uh, should know about the main, uh, or you can say the new shiny feature in Angular 16, which people have been talking about, is called Signals. Okay, what is this Signals? So uh, Signal is something which will bring all this uh, new uh, change section. Uh, optimization to the framework. Bring so, instruction optimization? Change detection.
0: Oh, change. Oh, okay, so yeah. for like property binding and stuff like that? Exactly. So okay.
1: when you, once you uh, actually do some data manipulation, if you change some data, it's a front end, right? At the end, it's a stimulus, Right, okay. So what happens when you change data? It has to be, it has to re-render something, right? It's, is that a, a DOM? Is it a... One of those virtual DOMs, or you can call it. I mean, okay. people. Some people, uh, for example, React uses VDOM. So that, virtual DOM. Is it basically the same idea. You've got a shadow DOM or something like that. I don't know. Shadow DOM is something else. Okay. Shadow DOM is something related to CSS. When you do CSS binding, I mean, okay. how the uh, how the CSS should be binding. That's shadow DOM. But uh, at the end, everything is DOM, right? I mean, at the DOM, it's a DOM element which has right. to be re-rendered. Right. And frameworks try do it in a different ways. So right. Angular has its own compiler. Angular do it in a different way. Wow. Okay. But the, the way Angular used to do it is, for example, if you have like large component tree, what right. I mean is like, of course, once you create a website, you will have yeah, lots, lots of, of little components and then relationship, right? Right. Yeah. So once you like change something at the end of the component, the end of the tree, right? It has to go back because there is something called as zone.js. There is mm-hmm. a library. So mm-hmm. Angular uses zone.js to figure out, okay, if something has changed, then I have to re-render the tree oh but it it wants to isolate the changes to a yeah, particular yeah. region to save on having that to do that was not possible thing. right i mean you oh. can do that you can do that but, but not by default okay so you can turn on that optimization but you have to make sure you like the way you are writing code you have to also change that i see so it was like of course not easy stuff to teach to a new developer right? Who's, who's i'm confused think? just
0: thinking about it yeah exactly I mean, but of course i'm always confused? Confused.
1: Okay. Yeah. So, uh, for a longer period of time, there was a talk that we should remove zone.js because once my application grows, zone.js becomes a bottleneck. Right. But actually, zone.js was not a bottleneck. It was the change the way change detection is actually happening. I see. For large application, it, the change detection in Angular is a fast. It's fast. Right. Believe me, if you have like medium size application, you don't have to worry about it. Okay. It's, I'm talking about enterprise application where you have hundred k lines of code and ah. Uh, so. The Angular team was figuring out, okay, how to do it. And then there was a lot of talk about signals in the JavaScript community. So Ryan, uh, Ryan Carniato, who is creator of SolidJS, he he was talking for, of, about Solid for a long time because he had implemented something similar in uh, Signal, uh, sorry, in SolidJS, which is another framework. And uh, then he did, I think one, he also like worked in one other framework, which was again, where he was using Solid. Right. So, Angular team consulted with him, of course, as well, to see if we can bring the signals into Angular. The, now, let's talk about the advantage, what it brings, right? I mean, of course, it's, as I said, Angular always thinks about the backward compatibility. Right. So, with signals, what will happen is your application, the new code, new code, you can actually write using another approach where you don't have to think about all this change direction strategies. And like having an extra optimization to turn this uh, this optimization on, right? right? Or having to write code in a different way to turn this optimizations on. So the signals, what they can do is they can do what you can say, the granular level change detection. Wow! So if I'm talking about component A and B, and something changes between them, right. they are re-rendered. Only those two things, So two not things. the whole graph. Not, whole the, not the whole graph. Oh, that so, is super cool. Yeah, so that's what signal is going to bring.
0: And so is it is it obvious to the user, is, it, is property binding just the same as it always has, but we don't have to change anything to take advantage of this? So they have a new API
1: available, of course, oh, okay. it's called Signal. So okay. you can, uh, uh, with Angular 16, they are in developer preview. Wow. So they're not saying, okay, this is like the final version right. or this is stable version, but they're in developer preview, go ahead and use it. In case you get some issues, you can report it back to the team, they will fix it. And that's how in around 17, they will make it safe similar things. We have a,
0: a preview features. Yeah. You, have to, you have to opt in. You say dash, dash, pre- enable preview. Okay. And then I think it's like a year They have or three releases, a mm-hmm. year and a half. So it, if it's in an enable preview mm-hmm. today, then it won't be a GA in, for at least uh, 18 months.
1: Oh, right? I know. So in, in Angular, it's six months. Okay, great. So cool. now it's in developer preview. Next version, it will be stable version. So now you don't have to think about change section strategies and all those things. You so can cool. remove zone.js, let's say, not in the older application. Yeah. I mean, if you're listening, just don't kick out zone.js, otherwise your application will break. Right. But what you can do is once you move on to this new signals APIs, you right. can actually disable zone.js. But you still have the advantage that the new code can be written using signals. So you don't have to wait. You don't right. have to wait till it becomes stable. You can start writing your code. Angular has your way back. If you get some issues, of course, right. Angular will go ahead and fix it. So this is one
0: of the most talked feature which we which landed in Angular 16. Okay. And it's and you're saying it'll it's huge speed ups for large or medium to large applications. Exactly. Yeah. Is there but do I need to I don't really if I'm starting a new project today, I can just write code with that today. Exactly. It's not more painful to use than the old approach, right? And exactly. and it also has benefits, it pays dividends at scale. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. That's a cool feature, right? One that doesn't cost me any cognitive load <laughs> today and pays dividends when I'm in production at yeah. scale tomorrow, you know? Nice. I like that a lot. Okay. Um what is hydration? I know oh. what dehydration is. So it's it's a very uh, complicated feature.
1: I mean, so... Uh, <laughs> Wait, this is more complicated? <laughs> I don't know if I yeah. can... <laughs> My brain... So uh, the way uh, SSR works today in Angular is a little bit complicated. There are frameworks like Quick, Server-side so rendering. Yeah, server-side rendering. Okay. So there is a framework called Quick, which okay. is, again, created by the creator of Angular. Right. Mishko, Mishko Havvi. Right. And he... Uh, I mean because the, the, this concept is actually something which was already done within Google, a uh, closed source framework. It's not open source. Right. So Mishko actually took this idea and then he created quick on top of it, where you can actually, there are a few, few more things which you can do with quick For example, you can have 0KBJS. Once you serve a page, it's without JavaScript and it works. Wow. And uh, there are like interactions which will be loaded on demand. So if I click a button, I will just get the code for the button. Not for everything else. So that's that's very uh, advanced thing, anyways. But in Angular, SSR has been there for years. Right. But it's not that that popular. I mean, mm-hmm. if you see the more popular uh, SSR uh, front end frameworks, you have Next.js. Right. So Next.js is SSR, SSG, whatever you want to do with right. that. Then you have a Nuxt as well in Vue. Next. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, but Angular had some disadvantage, of course. The community has been asking this feature for a long time. I mean, the time when actually they introduced SSR basically, so the the way Angular works or the SSR works today is of course when you request something, it's server side rendered page, right? Right. So server will send you some uh, some data, uh, not some data, but some view, and then once once client takes over, it will destroy the entire view. <laughs> so FP-rendry? it's called yeah, it's called non destructive hydration. Okay. So it actually uh, sorry destructive hydration. So it it actually Destro- Destroys everything, re-renders everything on the front end. But does the client see a blip on the screen? Exactly. A lot yes. of... <laughs> they see like a flash? Flash, yeah. Uh-huh. So you can actually still, if you have some Angular application, you can see that. Okay. There will be probably not many cases, but sometimes you can see, okay, it is being like repainted again and again. So that was a problem. And now Angular is trying, Angular did a survey last year, Okay. Angular team and then of course ssr again came up as one of the top requested feature we need better ssr support and okay. then they introduced some uh, some they are actually improving they they're not still like 100% they they of course it's a small team right again. Right. so they are trying to bring on bring on those features the partial hydration feature so now they they introduce a new api i think uh, uh, some 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 hydration api which right. you can enable on the front end and it's a single function Actually, nice. it's a single function. And then you get a huge boost in case you are using SSR. So okay. it's not like you have to redo everything, just a function. You just, just call-, call one function? Exactly. Is it, you just call it once per app? Yeah. And then uh, uh, okay. the last data they shared, <laughs> it was like they improved these uh, uh, first content full page by 45%. For, I mean, FCP, right? You call it as FCP. What is it? First content full page. So the the
0: time to first byte basically yeah. uh no, that's different okay. the first contentful paint is like the first oh first contentful paint page, yeah so the first uh, the F- the first time the whole page looks like it's exactly. there it's okay there.
1: so it it's, wow. it improved by 45% but just by just calling that function so
0: yeah so, so you don't have to change your code just call no, one just, function exactly. one
1: time yeah. it's free win i love that okay and they're trying to bring more uh more like optimization like this wow. in ssr and let's see, let's see what I mean. I'm because most of the apps I have used personally, I mean, I have worked on uh, and some enterprise apps. They don't like prioritize SSR right. because they are internal tools. Right. No one needs SEO, right? Right. And they are like used within the organization. They have better internet connection. Aha. Uh-huh. So, but of course, there
0: are more and more people now working on hobby projects. Yeah, where they like can web web see, project. this this might be an interesting thing for me to try. I want to figure out. How to get my little joshlong.com to be SEO a goal. Yeah, exactly. I wanted functionality and it definitely is functional now, but it's it's a fully dynamic uh, thing, you know? Yeah. Yes. The,
1: I mean, of course, you can, you're on Flu, right? Yeah. Yeah, you can use more, Next. Why not?
0: <laughs> well, I guess, see, I don't even know how to do that. I, Do I have to like have backend infrastructure to do this? I don't think so. I mean, mean, at the end, of
1: course, it will just render the pages as a static pages, right? SSG does that. Okay. So server-side generation where you actually generate all the pages are like generated at build time. Right. And then you just get the data and you can call your APIs as well. So they have SSR support as well. So if you have like backend, some Java backend, which you have deployed and you want to get the data, we can do that. Oh my head!
0: Okay, this is that's a, yeah, that's yeah, another so this is literally one input. literally <laughs> one. Input. That's all, I, you know, I'm a I'm all about the more for less uh, doctrine, you know. Okay, so this is all really. Is there anything? I mean, this is huge, like huge opportunities, especially for me. With my when my experience of the thing was still Angular one and some two, you know, I oh, like. It sounds like the whole world is bigger and better now. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> is what is what's the sort of. Um, First of all, I, I don't know what is the state of Angular uh, deployments and usage and uh, and uptake and whatever. Like, what are are there banner use cases out there that people talk about these days? Like, uh, I don't. I'm just generally asking if I wanted to say, "Hey, this company X, Y, or Z are using or mm-hmm. Z, uh, are using uh, this technology. We should too." Who would I point to? I mean, there are there are big uh,
1: organizations. For example, i uh, I have seen Caterpillar. Cat INC, okay. they 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 have wow. been using Angular. Uh, I know a big big startup called ClickUp. Oh, wow. The the entire website is actually uh, uh actually Angular. They, okay. The entire application, not just the website, but the entire application is actually Angular. They have they have a huge uh, code base. Even at uh, Cilonis, we have a huge code base. Like we have a Monorepo with like twenty five applications within Monorepo, and there are more which is going to come into Monorepo. Right. So wow. we have more than hundred k lines of code easily, and that's all wow. wow. Angular. That's awesome, and yeah, I mean Cisco. Cisco has been investing a lot right. in Angular, and they have been they've been hiring as well. I think many Angular developers as well. And that and means something in this in this economy, man. That's yeah, a, awesome. Absolutely. And um, even Cilonis, Celonis has been still hiring uh, developers, but senior at senior level.
0: So of sure. course, there there is some impact of economy, everywhere. right? So, tell me about what the. Um, what is Ceylonis? Do you want to give a shout out? Or
1: yeah, I mean, so, so talk uh, about them. Yeah, so I, I work for Ceylonis basically. So Ceylonis is uh, a company who uh, works on a tool. Uh, so it's like process management optimization tool. So right. if, you, if you have a process, like every company has a right. process, right? I mean, re- pro- procurement, like sales. Yeah. And you want to see where you are actually losing money. The Ceylonis dashboard can give you insights uh, and you can create your own dashboards by using widgets we have. So it's not like fixed data which you will see, but right. you can actually also create your own workflows. So if you want to create a workflow, let's say if my total loss goes beyond ten thousand right. or ten thousand right. so dollars, give me an alert that where I'm losing the money. Wow! Or if I have to uh, raise an invoice at the end of the month, just let me uh, just let me create a widget for or workflow on that. So all those things can be actually easily easily done. with are automated. Um, automated. yeah. Oh wow! So how do you spell that? It's C-E-L-O-N-I-S. Okay, C-E-L-O-N-I-S. So, okay. And it's, uh, it's something which you can
0: try for free. Okay, where, where <laughs> do people go for that? celoni yeah.
1: And okay. they have a product which gives you, uh, there's a link which you can try. You can create your, like,
0: jump, dump your own data and then you can get some insights out of it. That's amazing. <laughs> okay, uh, back to the, uh, yeah. uh, the the thing. Is there any interaction support in hydration process like server-side HTML, might have some button event, does it work? I don't understand the question, but I'm Ah. sure that means something to you. Server-side HTML uh, that have some
1: button event, does it work? I mean, so if I'm not wrong, that's something which they have unlocked with this new feature. Nice. I mean, you have to try it out. I mean, uh, because uh, as I said, like most of the applications which I have worked, they never needed SSR. I mean, there's only one app I have done so far. That was like two years ago. Yeah. Because as I said, I mean, SSR was not
0: the, what do you can say? the the feature which every developer will reach out to. No, it's only a, if yeah, you have the I mean, use case. You have yeah, use case. exactly. Is it possible to do SEO on a dynamic website without having server side rendering um, like, on uh, with Angular? Yeah, I mean why I
1: mean, not. not? I mean you can now you can reach Sorry. out to Analog. I mean we we were supposed to discuss about it. So what is Analog?
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. We <laughs> talked about that before the show, and I said no. I liked being being ignorant. Let's fix it on the stream. We'll do it live. So here we are. Let's go. Yeah. So uh, Analog is the new meta
1: framework which is created by uh, creator of NGRX, another framework, uh, okay. a framework, state management framework for Angular. So uh, he's trying to bridge in all this issues, right? Which right. we cannot achieve using Angular. For example, uh, if you see next or next, why they are famous, they have something known as uh, file-based routing. Okay, yeah. So Angular has like, uh, you still need to define all the routes. Okay. In case you are creating an application. I like that though. Uh, yeah, I mean yeah. you you many people do but when it comes to like blog posts like you you are creating a oh. blog I would I would like go to a file uh, folder and create a folder and I I'll be more than happy if it, it creates out for me dynamically just everything under the folder gets yeah, this, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay okay. Well that's, so, you
0: can do that with wildcards though, right? Uh, no, I mean in Angular like I can but say but you'll have to write it just once.
1: No, I mean the wildcard is something which uh, which people generally reach for 404 like oh. I have to define blog slash something. Okay, like everything under force blog <laughs> forward slash. Asterisk. Exactly. So you don't have to do that. So and with Analog, actually, Brandon Roberts is trying to bridge in this gap, where now you have file based routing. Okay. And then uh, it also takes care of your SSR, server okay. uh, okay. side rendering. Oh. So it's, say if you want to go for uh, like a website with Angular, I mean it's has good SEO, go, right. go to Analog. He's he's doing a great job. Uh, uh, Shout out to Brandon, Brandon Roberts. Uh, So you can just go on Twitter and then follow him. And uh, he's also trying to, like, uh, you also get SSG features, right? So once you create a folder, put some files, like your blog is deployed. Once you do it on build time, all the files are generated and you can just deploy it anywhere, like Netlify
0: or any server you have. That's amazing. Yeah. So, uh, and that's, you use that. So that's not specifically Angular. You can use that with anything. uh, So it just ties into.
1: Uh, so it's actually uh, very specific to Angular because the code which you write will be Angular, like you, components
0: you write. Oh, so it is tied to Angular. Okay, yeah. never mind. Go so it's
1: compo- it, the components which you create, it's Angular, right. but, but there is a catch. Okay. So uh, there is a new thing called Astro build, which they, again... Yeah, the thing me- you're gonna me- so it's again a meta framework. So Astro has like its own component. You can right. create Astro component, but you can also bring in any component a react component a vue component and you can bring an angular component using analog oh so analog
0: Wait. okay
1: so analog actually unlocks you from because it was not possible before that you can bring your angular component directly into astro okay but analog unlocked you so if you want to create an astro website which is which is really cool and i mean i have my own uh, portfolio using astro Nice. Dev, you can see it's a it's a template which I took from uh, the template uh, which is available at Astro. And now you can actually bring your uh, write code, or you can say you can write an Angular component and you can render it inside Astro. So yeah. Dev. It's Santosh
0: Hold. We're we're awkwardly fighting the URL here. So there we are. Whoop. Good, good. There
1: you so, go. Yeah. And then Astro has like its own file-based routing. Okay. So you, you get everything out of the box. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to do any configuration. So if you see this website, I mean, uh, the code, I have not like made it available as of now, but I will do it. So it's like a folder where right. I have, all the MDX file or MD file, right? and it becomes my blog.
0: Oh, that's really so I write my
1: blog in MDX file or MD file, markdown file. Do you have to update the website each time, or is it just, you have so to? So every time I, pub- I have to publish, I have to of course push my co- code, or let's say oh. I have to push my MDX file. That's
0: amazing, yeah. okay. And then it publishes my blog, that's it. Ah, oh, that's so cool, that like, and that's, you know, much cheaper to host, easier to maintain, just a good deal. I do it for free, so yeah. because I use Netlify, Right. So again, shout out to Netlify for posting my
1: blog for free. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I've been using it and then they give you like hundred Gb of uh, uh space or hundred G- gb of like yeah, up to yeah. hundred Gb of space. you don't have to worry about it. It's a lot. That's a lot, yeah, yeah. And so hum blogs
0: like KBs, MB. Right, yeah. Whole I have like thousands of blogs and I don't think it's it's just a text. It's probably yeah, whatever, a megabyte. I don't know, nothing. Yeah, it's really like take years. Yeah, like, years and years and years. Before, um, um, <laughs> let's. Yeah, we, we got worse problems. I use, um. <laughs> uh, I again, I'm old. I, I don't know what I'm doing. So I, I use the, um, not that old people don't know what they're doing. I'm <laughs> saying I am both old and I don't know what I'm doing. That's not what, I didn't say that. I said there's a contraction there. And also, I don't know. Don't, don't at me. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally not what I said. Uh, anyway, no, I am an idiot. Uh, and so I, I'm i using uh, GitHub Pages, mm-hmm. which is static site. Yeah, it's, you can use GitHub Pages as well. Seems fine. I don't know. But, the, but of course, uh, the restriction, you know, you start putting five megabyte files in there and GitHub starts suggesting you use a large file yeah. object and all that. It's, it's not really great. Like Netlify having, did you say G as in gigabytes? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's yeah, pretty great. Ugh. Okay. Yeah. See, that's pretty dope. I gotta, I'm going to okay. look into that. I'm just, I'm uh, at the rate. All the way to this, it's been just an incredible and tour. With Netlify,
1: you can just log in, select your repository, and that's it. It's deployed.
0: So you don't have to do anything. Oh, it's amazing, amazing. Um, okay, people, w- uh, what do we think? How do we do? Do we? Hello uh, from Madagascar. Yes, hello, good to see you. Um, is there anything we should be talking about? Yeah, I mean, so if we, if we can talk about new, more new features in Angular. Oh yeah, say, please. Yeah,
1: so Angular sixteen uh, now they are also going trying to improve the SSR story okay. in future. And uh, what else we have? So they, they are going to bring Material Design 3. Okay, right. So uh, right now, the uh, there is a library called, or you can say, yeah, a library, which is maintained by Angular team, yeah, uh, which is called Material Design, uh, Angular Components, actually, right. which uses Material Design 2. Nice. So now they are trying to like move on mm. to Material Design 3 so they can bring more features, which is available with MDC 3. Wow. So into the framework. So that, that's that's something which they're going to work on. Of course, signals will unblock you, so you can have zone-less application. Right. And uh, now, uh, standalone components. So uh, someone mentioned right standalone components. Right. So they, they became stable uh, in Angular 15. So it was in developer preview in Angular 14. So in Angular 15, they became stable.
0: So is Angular that, is also trying to... Is that like web components or what is that?
1: Ah, so that's interesting. So Angular, when it was launched, like mm-hmm. Angular, uh, four okay so uh not before even before angular four so angular 2.3 or something so they had they had no modules so angular has it's actually something called ng modules right which is a wrapper to wrap your all components directives right yep. pipes so reusable package uh, yeah that. exactly so you it package to uh, package everything but over the years like due to misuse i would say like, so it became a bottleneck because people used to put so much into a module and once they reuse it, they get a large code base, like large bundle size. Right. I mean, of course, but because if you bundle everything into a module and then you use that module somewhere else, whole code is going to be there. Right. So it started becoming a bottleneck and then people started asking that we should drop modules. Right. So oh, we, no. should, we, can, we should be able to just directly use component to avoid this issue. And then I don't have to worry about all these things. Yeah. So, but Angular was un, uh, like blocked because right. of the, the way the compiler was. Right. And then they did a huge rewrite of the my, of compiler. Wow. So they took, so if there there are any Angular developers, they know that there there was a huge work which was done for IV, the new compiler engine right. or the new rendering engine. And it took years, but that rewriting actually unblocked from so many amazing things, which actually Angular team is doing right nice. now. And that's one of them. One of them is a standalone component. So I don't have to now define modules. They are optional. Just, I can just have a component as a reusable element, exactly. as a unit. Yeah, and then I can use it anywhere. same with directives pipes. So I can have standalone pipes. I can have standalone directives. I can use it wherever I want.
0: What's, and, a, what, uh, what's a pipe?
1: Uh, so pipe is like uh, what you can say, it's, a, it's generally we use it for transformation. So if you want to transform some data, we generally go for pipes in Angular. So let's say if I have a template, mm-hmm. right? So I have a date of birth field. And now I want to show that date of birth in a different format. Oh, so I'm transforming okay. the data. Okay, okay. So that is something which you can do using... Oh, pip- for data in, but transform in yeah, the render some other way.
0: way.
1: Neat. Okay, but yes. Th- there is a catch. <laughs> uh-huh. There's a catch. With signals, you can actually stop writing pipes. Okay. You know? Because signals uh-huh. has something called computed property. Right. Or, or computed function. So you can, like a component which has another property which is computed property right which can do anything for you you can actually write a transformer for uh, for example right okay. and then signals as 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 as, as we mentioned uh, it's like brings that uh, granular level change direction. so it only changes once the data is changed so it's not like it, it will keep checking that okay so if something has changed it will right. say okay if it, if data is changed i know that it it has changed because there is uh, what you can say now is your template and your uh, date uh, signals, right? Right. They have, uh, uh, they have like a contract between them. Right. So whenever this changes, the template will change, oh, and wow. something changes, signals will change, and it will be at the component level. So I'm not saying about like the in past we used to re render everything. No? Right.
0: At the template level. Right. I understand. Okay. So that's that's the cool that's stuff. Super cool. We have questions uh, here, friends. Um. What is Angular, does Angular incorporate any additional layers of security? What is that? Ah, so, so f- what does that refer? I mean, so, uh,
1: so Angular is actually secure by default. If you see, Angular has a uh, lot of checks already. For example, you cannot inject a script, right? I mean, that's uh, script injection, which we generally right. do. You can just, you cannot just directly do it. You have to actually use the safe APIs, which actually Angular provides, and then you have to use them. They also have content security policies w- w- enabled by default. Right. And now with Angular 16, actually, uh, you can define your own content security policies because this is a, this is one of the features which was needed by a lot of corporations because they wanted to define their own policies. Mm-hmm. And that's something which is possible now with Angular 16. So, yeah, you, you do have security.
0: I mean, yes, Angular is secure by default, as I said. And backwards compatible. And backwards compatible. My friend, this has been... Uh, well, I mean, I'm, it's been great, but also a lot... Uh, a, a very overwhelming for my my simple brain. Um, but it's, it, so where do people go to get started? I and mean, what's the like easy on-ramp to building, if I wanted to build a new website, mm-hmm. like say, oh, I don't know, joshlang.com, what would I be, uh, where would I go right now? Oh uh, yeah, so you can actually just
1: uh, download the Angular CLI, just okay. do NG New, okay. and create your application and then get started.
0: And you, on top of it, you can just start writing your code. And do you, uh, okay, another question. Do you use uh, VS Code or Sublime or is it WebStorm or what do you use? So
1: I, I was always a Visual Studio fan okay. because I was a .NET developer before. right? And then when I moved into this front-end world, I started using VS Code because of yeah, the liking I right. had. And then it's so cool. I mean, I just just still use VS Code. Okay. So that works for
0: you. That works yeah. for me. I don't know. I feel like we did uh, we did a lot. This is yeah, good. I mean... Oh, amazing plus one basically an hour <laughs> and that means it's officially time for us to go explore athens uh and uh yeah uh, people over here i'm sure are gonna be you know they're sad for us <laughs> we can't keep talking about software but okay it's a sacrifice that you and i have to make
1: Yeah,
0: uh, we have to go explore this beautiful city by yeah. the mediterranean and then with perfect weather yeah. and the sun literally ben. just beamed through the clouds and yeah. broke through the clouds and bursting in through the window right now you can't see it over here people it's beautiful i mean it's True. almost as beautiful as angular <laughs> uh just beautiful in and out so friends thanks for joining us thank you thank thanks, you everyone. buddy this has been amazing thank you so uh, much josh see you around yeah bye-bye I sampled music from Steve Combs' Them from Morning in Springtime and Steve Combs' Small Victory, both of which are licensed under a Creative Commons license. I'm trying to hire production assistants to make the production of this podcast easier. I want to make sure that we can add things like show notes and transcripts and, and just generally do more. If you would like to advertise on the show, then please reach out to me. Uh, and if you can't uh, or don't want to advertise but would like to otherwise support the show, then please consider supporting me at patreon.com, patreo forward slash Josh Long for as low as $4 a month. Thanks again. No harm came to any seasons in the making of this podcast.